don't want another woman spending thirty grand um, <laughs> just to uh, just to get just to get promoted and and get visible. The reason why I do what I do is because I want to bring about change in the world of tech. When we come to talk about things like funding, which I do know is a big area where women do not exactly get the same treatment. So this is me calling out to the this lovely community to say, I'm very passionate about changing the landscape of tech for women. Hello and welcome to the Qualified Tutor podcast, the podcast that brings you the latest in the world of tutoring, edtech and education, and hopefully inspires in you the big change that each and every one of us is capable of. Qualified Tutor is an industry-leading tutor training organisation and online tutoring community for thousands of tutors around the world. This podcast is the voice of this community, where we aim to hear from tutors, teachers, entrepreneurs, coaches, business experts, students, tutorpreneurs, and more from the world of tutoring about what inspires them every day, how they can help tutors like you, and what they've learnt about tutoring along the way. The question is, what will you learn today? Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Qualified Tutor podcast. The podcast that brings you, hopefully, the latest uh, on the world of, uh, of tutoring, of, of ed tech, of education in general, uh, and, and really gives you a flavour of the tutoring market as it currently is today. Now, today's guest is a lady called Carolyn Adegala. Uh, and as a brief introduction, Carolyn is is really as many things we could I could sit here for for 10, 15 minutes introducing all of the wonderful achievements that Carolyn has had in, in her career uh, and will probably go on to have. But to boil it down to a few core things, Carolyn is a writer, a coach, a mentor, uh, a self-identified student, uh, a company founder, an automotive industry consultant, uh, an active advocate for better racial and gender diversity in the tech world. And today, Carolyn is a new thing. Carolyn is a very welcome guest on the Qualified Tutor podcast. So with, with a career spanning 15 years, Carolyn has a, has a wealth of experience to draw on in her current work. Um, Carolyn delivers workshops on a range of topics, including visibility in business, assertiveness, and importantly for today, imposter syndrome. This is a topic that we hear a lot about in the Qualified Tutor community. And today we've invited Carolyn on to get to know a little bit more about the, the fine details, should we say, of this area and how we can work to overcome it in our everyday lives as tutors and educators. And finally, Carolyn also has an offer that will excite the ex-teachers among you. And I think we'll get to that in a little bit. So welcome, Carolyn. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much for that very warm welcome. Thank you. That's it's not a problem. As I said on our last week's episode, I, I always enjoy researching and, and finding out more and getting to know the guests before before we, we bring you on because um, that, that's a really uh, rewarding part of, of the hosting process. Um, mm -hmm. Now, that's quite enough of my voice. Time to hear a little bit more about you, Carolyn, from, from, from your perspective. So we're going to dive into the first question which we always ask our guests, which is, what is your why? 
interesting question and I absolutely love it. So the reason why I do what I do, what gets me out of bed, is because I want to bring about change in the world of tech. I want to increase diversity in the world of tech. I want to see women um, and people of colour succeeding in tech. Now, why is this so important to me? So a bit of history about me. I came to the UK so many moons ago and spent five years studying for tech. Did quite well, which was good. And then went straight into corporate. And I've been in corporate for close to 17 years now. And started out quite well, Ludo. Started out on a, on a good trajectory, getting promoted, getting, getting visible, etc., and then it got to a point whereby I was not getting the traction that I needed. And I started to become quite frustrated with it all. And in a way, I turned that towards myself. I turned that inwardly thinking, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe it's me. Which brings me to that whole thing about imposter syndrome, which is very widely spoken about in the world of tech about women suffering from imposter syndrome so I needed to get to a point whereby I needed to recognize it was not me because I was internalizing that quite a lot and by internalizing it it was having an effect in the world in the work I was doing because what that would mean is I would stop showing up I would overwork thinking I'm not good enough I would play small I would hide in the shadows because I didn't want to get found out and I got so frustrated with it to the point that I went out and again thinking I needed to do more I went out and did a master's degree which cost me a lot of money and <laughs> and three years of hard slog and not not having a lie for three years basically all in the hope that it would get me to succeed it did to a point because if it wasn't for the MBA I would not be doing the work I'm doing now I would not be talking to you so for that I'm very very grateful so in through that Ludo through that um, I decided that I wanted to empower others so that they would not be having the same challenges that I had because God forbid, I don't want another woman spending 30 grand um, <laughs> just, to, uh, just, to get, just to get promoted and, and get visible. So, so the work that I do is, is very close to my heart. My, my, my why is so close because what I want to see is one, I want to see the women owning their power and recognizing that there's nothing wrong with me some of it is the industry and from that is working with organizations which are very very aware of the challenges that are sometimes faced by women in tech and creating supportive and nurturing environments that will allow these women to thrive and succeed that's that's quite a why carolyn that's that's one of the um the most heartfelt whys i I've, i can really recall on, on on this podcast so um thank you for 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 giving me, thank you for giving our listeners that that wonderful um, starting point to understand where you're coming from. Now, let me 
let's bring this to uh, an area, a topic that you are have a great deal of expertise in. How how does imposter syndrome, this topic that you mentioned, that's hugely discussed in the in the business world, in the tech world, how does imposter syndrome affect particularly women in in business? Okay, so imposter syndrome is is talked about quite a lot, and I think it's it's become quite fashionable for people to talk about imposter syndrome. Something to bear in mind is that imposter syndrome does not affect just women. Imposter syndrome affects men and women. I mean, um, statistics on on the topic say that imposter syndrome affects up to 70% of the population. So probably somebody you know has got imposter syndrome. What is said is that women may talk about it a lot more than men do, which is why there's more talk of imposter syndrome affecting women in particular. When it comes to business, so... For example, when we're talking about entrepreneurship, thinking about it, it's quite it's quite a masculine to me anyway. It's quite a masculine a masculine word. It's quite a masculine thing about going out and starting your own business. And some of the traits that come with starting your own business could be things like, um, you know, being a go getter. Not so, I don't I don't really want to use the word aggressive, but really going for it. Some of these not being very associated with how some women are. So already it has got a negative connotation to it. And with regards to women in business, again, if you are coming from the world of corporate and going into starting your own business, first you're going into new territory. So there could be so many things that you may not know. There's marketing, there's sales, there's accounting, there's communication, there's all these different things which are new. And already just talking about it, I can feel this sense of overwhelm thinking, oh my God, I need to do all these things. And at the same time, I could be balancing a marriage. I could be balancing balancing a family. I could be working full time still. So I'm working this, you know, on this side. So so that overwhelm already that's coming in is, is really good ground for self-doubt to start cropping up. And as we know, self-doubt then, then leads to, oh, I cannot do this, I'm not good enough, people are going to find out, which is where imposter syndrome comes in. We also have, um, when you're, say, working in business, especially in this world of social media, the whole Instagram, LinkedIn, etc., there's other women or other men that are absolutely killing it in business. They're posting about their fabulous lives, they're posting about how much money they're making or these these absolutely wonderful lives they're living and their business is thriving and you could be sat there thinking oh they're doing really well so though you're doing really well in your lane you know depending on where you are on your journey already you're comparing yourself to other people thinking oh but they're doing so much better than me meaning I'm not good as they are so comparison is a big killer for this 
because you're internalizing and actually starting to doubt your own worth, which is a big thing. And something else, Ludo, which, which you know, which I come back to about we are juggling so many different things. It could be family, it could be work, it could be school, it could be church. And for some women, there's this need to do everything and not just do everything, but do everything perfectly. So already, again, that sense of overwhelm, I can just feel that as, I, as, as I'm talking about this, because you've got so many things to do and you want to check every tick box. And when you don't do things perfectly, whatever perfect means to you, then again, you start to internalize that and that whole imposter raises its ugly head. And, and you start thinking, oh, I'm not good enough. I'll, I'll get found out. I should never have done this. So this is what I find to be, to be, uh, to be, to be some of the things that that do come into play, but also um, I think that there's not enough role models around. There's this whole thing about you cannot be someone you cannot see. I, I can't I can't quite remember who came up with that quote, but if I see a woman who is doing well and and encouraging me and mentoring me again for example that you know and and actually sharing their journeys so it's not all roses it's not all things are going well but actually these role models who are who are sharing you know any of the the um the the challenges they may have had you know talking about how they've navigated things when we when we come to talk about things like funding which I do know is a big area where women do not exactly get the same treatment, then through that support, you're able to, to navigate areas that you, um, you're, you're having challenges with. And now a short word from Alex Asher, the CEO of LearnCube, who will once again be sharing in the vision and delivery of the Love Tutoring Festival. Have you got your ticket to the Love Tutoring Festival? The last one was an absolute blast. You're going to be learning about how to grow your business from world-class speakers. You're going to be learning how to become a better tutor and joining an inspiring community of tutors that's going to last well beyond the event itself. I'm Alex Asher, the CEO of LearnCube, and we're renewing our support of the event because it aligns so closely with our own purpose to improve the quality of online tutoring worldwide. Now, in the meantime, if you're looking to upgrade your tutoring business in, for 2022, why don't you consider our professional virtual classroom made for independent tutors? Or if you're an agency, consider our online school, which is an all-in-one platform for tutoring and tutoring organizations. Try us for free at www.learncube.com. Yeah, so... If we can just tap into a tiny proportion of the the workshops and the the, the talks that that you give on imposter syndrome and on visibility and those kind of areas, what are some easily implementable strategies for women to overcome this imposter syndrome that you can give us here today? Just some some ideas for how someone listening to this podcast this episode today going you know what that's me I, I i feel those things i'm that 70 percent who who suffers from this what's my next step how can i go about overcoming overcoming this 
Indeed, indeed. For me, Ludo, what has really worked for me and the biggest takeaway I normally give my audience is you cannot fight something you do not know. Once you know what you're dealing with, you can take steps towards resolving that in your own way because we're all different, things work differently for, for most people. So the most important, important thing you can do is to raise your awareness to it. Is, you know, when we talk about the, the you know, how imposter syndrome shows up, for example, raise your awareness to it. Know that I get imposter syndrome from time to time. And when you find yourself in that imposter moment, because that's what I always say to my audience, it's not an imposter life, it's an imposter moment. So you're going out to pitch, for example, for, for, um, for funding, for example, realise, huh, okay, I'm going to pitch. I don't feel very confident at the moment. However, I have done A, B, C, D, and they want to see me because I am good enough. So take a breath and realise imposter syndrome is out here yapping, telling you that you're not good enough. Sit in that moment and tell it where to go. And come back to the room realising you are the amazing person that you are and this thing will just prop up from time to time and when you really raise your awareness to imposter syndrome it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen it will but the voice will be kind of tiny not very loud not taking over it's just like i see you i know what you are now i'm in charge i'm taking over and that's the biggest thing. Know what you're dealing with. And remember who you are. Because you're in the place you're in for a reason. Because you deserve to be in that position. I think this is... You've given a, an amazingly frank and, and open assessment there, Carolyn, of, of not only the area of imposter syndrome, but also you know, admitting there that speaking on a podcast is is one big area where imposter syndrome can can be felt. Um, and I think tutors who are often who often kind of almost present they're almost on stage with with their student. I know many tutors feel that way. You know, they're almost like they're they're presenting. They can feel tutors often feel that a, a similar feeling coming over them. This kind of you're not prepared for this. You're not the best tutor for this. The student could be doing better with another tutor or could be doing better by themselves. And I think absolutely your words there resonate hugely with the tutoring audience because you just need to stay calm and, and remind yourself that you're there for a reason. The parent has likely chosen you or the student has chosen you because you are, if not a good fit, then the best fit for, for that particular situation. Um, and that, as you say, you've done A, B, C, D, and now it's just about E. Um, I, I think that's a really helpful way of looking at it. It's like uh, looking back to the past and seeing that you have in fact prepared, even though your advice, sorry, your imposter syndrome can be 
clouding over things and trying to make you forget that you've done A, B, C, and D, and that E is this big, you know, individual, discrete um, kind of phenomenon. Um, so thank you so much for, for, for opening that up. I know many people will be touched by that and will now have at least the next stone to, to stride onto on that path of, of understanding their own, those feelings coming over them. For those of you who know the Love Tutoring Festival, you'll be delighted to hear that we're back. From Monday the 24th to Friday the 28th of January 2022, the Love Tutoring Festival will return bigger and better than ever. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, you're in for a real treat. The most loved festival in tutoring, the Love Tutoring Festival is a five-day online celebration of all things tutoring with some of the biggest names in tutoring, education and pedagogy, and hundreds of committed and motivated tutors from all four corners of the globe taking part, it really is the biggest party in tutoring. We will again be working on a freemium ticket model this year, with all events totally free, apart from our famous and ludicrously inexpensive CPD-accredited workshops. You can find out more, including the confirmed speakers so far, how to grab your place and key information on our wonderful sponsors at qualifiedtutor.org slash love tutoring festival. Let's raise standards in tutoring together. Now, I just, I want to turn a little bit from an area that's linked to imposter syndrome, but, but which is more about the current work that you're doing at the moment and will be doing for the, for the foreseeable future, which is uh, an upcoming research paper. Now, I don't want to try and predict or, or introduce this this too much, but can you tell us a little bit more about the scope of, of this research paper? Okay, um, so to be completely honest with you, Ludo, I do not know what that paper is going to look like, which is quite, quite uh, I think, quite interesting because it could go in any direction. But what has, has piqued my interest and, and the reason why I really want to do this paper is going back to when I first started uh, in tech, when I went to uni, I was one of 20 boys, mostly white. Now, coming from an all-girls boarding school in Kenya, that was a big shock. I thought that somebody was playing me a joke. I was thinking, where is all the girls? Now, before coming to England to study, Tech was just starting out in Kenya. So, uh, you know, I was not familiar with tech. I was not really familiar with computing, but it was the in thing to do at the time, which is why I went into tech. So as I've gone over the years throughout my career, I have found myself to be the only woman more times than I care to count. And it's always where are all the women? So the more I have started in this work, the more I've started working with the community, there's a realisation that we do not have enough women coming into the pipeline. Okay, so if we say how many young young women are entering tech after university, let's go a step back, how many young women are going into university to study tech? Let's go back. How many young women are taking A-levels, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then finding out at what point are we losing the young women 
is it in primary school is it in secondary school is it when they're taking their a levels so that is where my research paper is really coming from um ludo to see if young women are dropping out of tech as they go into secondary school what are the reasons behind that and if there's reasons behind that what can we do to change that narrative so that the future generation generation of women can be able to see other women that look like them again going back to you cannot be something that you cannot see we know for a fact that role models are very big when it comes to encouraging women to succeed in tech but if we do not have enough role models then of course we're not going to have more young women going into tech so this is me calling out to the this lovely community to say it's something I'm I'm, I'm very interested in um, I'm very passionate about changing the landscape of tech for women and I would love to see more young women entering the field because tech is such a big part of the lives that we lead nowadays so that's your that's your call out um tutors and and educators listening um carolyn wants to hear from you and i'm sure more details will come out uh, about um the details of that later on but if you are a tutor who works with uh, girls students uh, under the age of of 18 still in school who uh, and you're helping them with stem subjects or science or tech subjects then Carolyn wants to know from you about how and where the drop-off points are and why there are drop-off points. Um, and perhaps the fact that this happens is, is, is a part of a systemic problem and, and not something that, that perhaps individual tutors and teachers can, can work out. But I truly believe that this research paper has, has, has got a great scope ahead of it and, and could really find out some, some incredible things about where the drop-off points are and how particular groups of educators, i.e. tutors, how they can help, how they can be deployed to, to, to counter the problem. Now, my final question, Carolyn, um, should be a nice, simple one, uh, and give us an insight into what's coming next. Okay, um, sure, sure. Um, so 2021 is, uh, is, is soon drawing to a, clo a close. 2022 is looking very rosy and exciting for myself um, and the women in tech community that I am serving. So the first thing I'm doing on is is actually working on starting my own podcast. So my podcast is going to be called Women Thriving in Tech. And the why behind the podcast is to have successful women in tech, women that are doing really well in tech, to raise awareness of what it takes to succeed in tech, to talk about some of the challenges they may be having in tech, but very much a place where other women can learn about what it's like working in tech. So going back to schools that we've spoken about, it could be young women in university who are going to be starting their careers, is to have a whole raft of women who work in tech talking about their experiences, experiences of working in tech. So that will be coming in Q1 of 2022. And I have also started working with recruitment agencies uh, that are tech-related. 
because for the most part, the tech recruiters are the middle men and women between women who work in tech and the organisations that these women are going to work in. So I believe that recruiters have a big role to play in retaining women in tech and ensuring that they're succeeding within the area. So uh, I'm in talks with quite a few recruiters on what this will look like um, and how they can go on to influence the organisations who are their clients on, on, on how they can build really inclusive and supportive environments. And lastly, again, I'm working with organisations that are quite supportive of creating inclusive spaces and wanting to see the women that work for them succeeding and thriving. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll have to get you on soon because there'll be so much more to cover in the in the next first few months of 2022. Um, thank you so much, Carolyn, for 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 coming on and and talking about what you do uh, and really opening the eyes and ears of of many listeners. I, I imagine and I hope people who weren't previously listeners of the QT podcast who hear this, who who see the words imposter syndrome and know that this is this is for them. You are a role model, Carolyn, for, I'm sure for hundreds, thousands of people who you don't even know. Uh, I think coming on and, and doing, uh, just giving 25 minutes, 30 minutes on, on lending your expertise to a subject like imposter syndrome and also the second half of the, of the episode about, about ensuring women stay in tech that that will have a long-lasting legacy uh, particularly in, in our community i'm sure of it so thank you so much for coming on i hope you enjoyed talking about what you do absolutely loved it ludo and you know again really thanks a lot for the opportunity to uh, to come here and talk to you and i hope the listeners enjoy it too so thank you i, I very much did um and if you did enjoy the show, you can always go to ratethispodcast.com slash qualified tutor podcast. Uh, you can review the show on, on any listening app uh, of your choice. Um, we would love to hear from you about what you thought of the show um, and look out for Carolyn's podcast coming uh, in the first quarter of, uh, of 2022. So uh, the qualified tutor podcast group in the community uh, and also speakpipe.com slash qualified tutor podcast where you can drop in a short audio message that we will play at the end of the podcast so for one final time thank you very much carolyn uh, and we'll see you all next time thank you you take care thank you for listening to this episode of the qualified tutor podcast whether you're a regular listener of this podcast or you've just stumbled across it, join the Qualified Tutor podcast group within the Qualified Tutor community to stay up to date with our latest news, offers, workshops, and of course, simply to meet other tutors like you. Whatever your level as a tutor, our training courses will be the next step in your professional development. Visit qualifiedtutor.org training to find out more about our CPD accredited and Ofqual recognised courses, the first of their kind in the tutoring industry. Your student deserves the best tutor possible. Make that happen today by joining Qualified Tutor.